0: For downloading today's UW alumni podcast, today's special guest is Iggy Tan, Managing Director at Altec Chemicals Limited, but also the author of Stop Craving Happiness, Simple, Powerful Mind Training for 10 Out of 10 Happiness. Iggy, how are you doing? Afternoon, Josh. How are you? Very well, very well. So those that don't know, Iggy Tan is a successful mining and chemical industry CEO, a Rotarian, an author. In his spare time, Iggy works and mentors people as a free happiness coach. So, Iggy, I'm really keen to hear more about the book. When did you start writing it?
1: About four years ago, I um, started to do a bit more meditation and uh, to get a bit of peace and contentment in my mind. And uh, that sort of, I used to meditate daily and I was, I guess I was very peaceful and my happiness was about eight out of 10. And then I got really intrigued about happiness and and whether 10 out of 10 is even possible in this uh, very hectic, uh, environment we live in. What do you think? Do you think 10 out of 10 is possible?
0: Personally, I don't because <laughs> the only way is down. I'd rather be around that mark you were before, eight or nine. You yeah. know, I'm like, that's yeah, pretty good. You know, your goal is to get happier. But yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I think that's a question for everybody to answer, yeah. isn't it?
1: And I guess a um, bit of background. You know, I've, I've suffered on a couple of occasions with uh, depression and I guess a couple of teenagers that also suffered from mental illness. Sure. And, and you know, uh, and some were suicidal in that process. So, uh, the the idea of mental illness was a uh, uh, intriguing topic, and and happiness.
0: Did it all start from home? Was it I've got to do this for my family?
1: Uh, no, I, I mean the f- the, f- the family. Um, uh, obviously, mental illness is a big issue. Mm. Nearly three hundred and fifty million people around the world suffer from either depression or, or anxiety, and and in Australia it is a big issue. So uh the, the topic was at the forefront. And so in the whole process of looking at happiness, I, I wondered whether this 10 out of 10 happiness was even possible. And the first thing I discovered was, uh, what is happiness? You know, we all aspire mm-hmm. to be happy, and there's thousands of books and blogs out there uh, on the pursuit of happiness, but nobody seems to be able to get to this ultimate 10 out of 10 happiness. Yep. And uh, so what I discovered was, you know, what is the definition of happiness? I mean, have you got a, a, a definition of what happiness is?
0: Well, for me, happiness, I mean, I guess as a recently married man, <laughs> my happiness is a happy wife. Happy it's wife, a, happy life. Sounds corny, but yeah. as long as my wife's happy, my family's happy, I yeah. mean, you know, as long as we've got our health, yeah. life is pretty good. But yeah. I also know that I do have it pretty good. I'm pretty pretty lucky. Not everyone else is as lucky as I.
1: Yeah. So, so the definition I had to come up with basically, and it's my definition in the book, Is basically four words that describe what happiness is peace contentment joy and bliss so they tend to suggest sort of an inner happiness rather than an expression of happiness you know like excitement or cartwheels and so on yeah because
0: you've talked about in some of your talks that you know there's many surveys out there that are measuring happiness and they're concentrating more on the external rather than the internal are many of these surveys flawed because of that
1: well the, the first thing I discovered was, and may, I, I wonder whether you agree with the idea, that happiness is an internal state of mind. Do you, do you Absol-
0: agree? Oh I 100% agree yeah, with that. so
1: I think most people, when I talk to them, they say, when I say happiness is an internal state of mind, everyone nods and say, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, but, and then the, the next thing is, how do you measure happiness? Because in continuous science, if you uh, you, you need to measure something in order to improve it. And as you say, a lot of the surveys out there talk about external things. You know, They have questions like, are you happy with your job? Are you happy where you live? You know, mm-hmm. ha- Are you happy with your salary and so on? But that's sort of external things. If we, if we know happiness is an internal state of mind, and if you are happy in your mind, you are happy, how do you measure that internally? And what I discovered was, very simply, you ask somebody, what's your inner happiness score out of 10, mm-hmm. right? So if I ask you, What's your inner happiness score out of 10? What's the first number that pops into your head? Eight. Well, that's your score, Mm. okay? And there's no judgment about it. That's where you are. And um, what's intriguing is that people have very definite numbers in their head about where the happiness is. Some will say two, some will say four, some will say six, and some even use a decimal place, 7.25. So that's intriguing Mm. that you yourself... Know where you are in your happiness scale.
0: Why do we crave happiness?
1: Do we need it? Well, fundamentally, we have been, uh, when we in in our lives, we have been reinforced for the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure your your parents always say, you know, as long as you're happy, I'm happy, and you know, we we constantly. Uh, waiting for all these things, events, and things around us to meet those expectations, and then we'll be happy. You know, so I'll be happy when this happens, or mm. I'll be happy when uh, when my son gets a job, or mm. I'll be. So we're constantly pushing our happiness out into the future. And it's
0: interesting you are saying that because you we're pushing it out, but it's all these external factors, aren't they? Not the internal factors.
1: And how often do those external factors actually meet all your expectations? Virtually impossible, isn't exactly. it? Exactly, and so, and even when you get there you have more desires and cravings yeah, exactly. that you want to meet so we never get to the point where we're actually peaceful contented mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, joyous so that was the the journey now what i discovered in this journey was some basic philosophies very ancient philosophies and you may uh, agree with it or disagree with it but cravings and aversions create unhappiness mm-hmm. or turbulence yep. in your mind so cravings are anything that you want desire could be physical or non-physical and uh, if you think about all your thoughts during the day you have a lot of cravings and desires you know to get here on time mm. to be liked to sound good on on the podcast <laughs> you know all those things are going through your mind aversions are anything you're you fear of you fear yep. you worry about you you get frustrated and so on those things create mental turbulence uh, and then unhappiness so do you agree with the the concept
0: yeah i do and i think that's probably uh maybe why you probably looked at the meditation side of things wasn't it
1: yeah so so i i thought that meditation uh you know could ultimately lead to this 10 out of 10 happiness but i also realized that long-term meditators don't actually get to this ten out of ten.
0: Did you su- now? I'm curious about that. Did you survey people in regards
1: to that? We're just talking to people. And yeah. I thought, well, there's got to be something else that will drive to ten out of ten happiness, not just pure. So you, you weren't in
0: a class just with a notepad writing people's <laughs> answers. Did <to laughs> a survey no, monkey out no, there with the iPad. No. No. So
1: so then, um, if if you agree that cravings and aversion creates mental turbulence mm. or unhappiness. Yep. The, the philosophy that follows is that if you can get rid of cravings and aversions in your mind, you can then be happier. Mm. Do you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, totally. But the question is, how do you do it?
0: Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the million dollar question. That's why people need
1: to buy your book, isn't a- it? Exactly. No, but the, the proceeds of the book actually uh, supports uh, Rotary. I'm a Rotarian mm. and also supports RUAK. But what I discovered was that you know, to get rid of cravings and aversions, do I have to give up everything, go and live on the top of a mountain and meditate all day? We, we don't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. We have families, we have mortgages, and we got, you know, things to run and so on. So the question, I, I thought, well, maybe I could actually get rid of the cravings and aversions in the mind rather mm-hmm. than the physical side. Sure. And so what I came up with by accident, a simple technique which actually started to shift people's, hap- My so my happiness went from eight out of 10 to 10 out of 10 well and then I started to try it on different people because I was a bit skeptical I thought hang on this doesn't make sense right something so simple can shift the happiness so I tried it on mates and and their happiness shifted up and 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 a lot of people so uh, and what I found is that people's happiness can shift very quickly by doing this very simple technique from say 2 out of 10 and they would shift very quickly to 7 out of 10. When you speak
0: to your children do you ask them the same question like where's your happiness out of 10?
1: Uh, Yes I I often do because where I got that that from you know in pain management they often the nurse will often say what's your pain level out of 10? Yeah. Uh, they don't say how are you feeling because you say fine, you know So they want to, to see where you are on that. Are, are you intrigued to find out how you actually get rid of your cravings and aversion? Oh always oh I'm <laughs> always <I'm dead. laughs> I
0: know with my mindset a lot of time I've struggled to sometimes sleep at night because there's so many things going through my through my head., yeah. so that's one, one and half the reasons why getting you in today, you know, yeah. just finding, finding the
1: answer. Yeah. So what, what I discovered was very simple. You identify those cravings that you have. You grab it, so, I mean, if you can't hear me on the podcast, but imagine just grabbing that thought in front of your head and then throwing it away, Mm. okay? Grab and throw. So let me show you a bit how you do it. So my cravings to be liked is gone, right? My cravings to be successful is gone. My cravings to be financially secure is gone. My cravings to be a good father is gone. My cravings to be a good husband is gone. My cravings to lose weight is gone. My cravings to be healthier is gone my cravings to uh, raise money for our UK is gone so grab throw okay yeah and then we move on to uh, aversions and the biggest aversions in human beings is actually fear okay so let's grab some of the fears all right my fear of failure is gone my fear of dying and leaving my family on their own is gone my fear of not having enough is gone my fear of uh, people judging me is gone. My fear of my fear of my parents dying one day is gone. So you go on to fears yep. and then you go on to what worries you and then frustrations. Now, takes you a minute, right, in the morning. Mm-hmm. But something, I don't know why it works, but you start to uh, clear these negative thoughts from your head and what feels is just peace and contentment. So people that have been doing this exercise, just one minute a day, uh, they feel so much more contented. Their happiness score is like mm-hmm. 9 out of 10. They don't worry about things anymore. And um, why it works, I don't know, and I don't really care. But I know it works, and it, it helps a lot of people, particularly people that are suffering. So in the book, you'll see mm-hmm. that uh, you know, there's people there that have, you know, there was a lady that had uh, breast cancer. She lost a job. The husband lost a job, and sh- sh- we, I showed her the technique. She was two out of 10 on the happiness scale, and after doing the technique, she was seven and eight. As, and is anything changing on the outside? No, no. she has breast cancer. Yep. They don't have a job, they can't pay their bills. So it somehow detaches the external to your internal state of mind.
0: It's just amazing how something like that, so simple, a minute a day can have such a big impact.
1: Now, with those cravings,
0: it can't just be, I guess, a fix that day. Like, is it a daily routine that people
1: need to consistently do? Well, what, what, as I was doing that, what did you, you think? Well, sounds a lot like the cravings I have. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? We're all human beings. Yeah. And, and we have the same cravings, similar cravings and, and fears. And as mm. you sweep those things away, and, and generally I say, use the same list, mm. all right? Just use the same list every day. And then you will start to find other things uh, deeper down that you've been suppressing. Now it's a bit like uh, brushing your teeth, right? You clean your teeth from plaque to give you good dental health. Mm -hmm. You need to sweep all these things that are holding you back uh, in your conscious and subconscious mind. And, And by sweeping that away, you just achieve pure peace and content.
0: Do you think people aren't probably putting their happiness as a priority as it is as simple as brushing your teeth that we need to start making that time each day for a happiness as well?
1: Well, it we, we really comes back to the title Stop Craving Happiness. Mm. Did, what did you think of that title? Sounds contra- uh, sort of it, counterintuitive. It, isn't it,
0: it? it does, but I totally understand because, you know, we are constantly craving to be liked, that happiness, that, that ex- but a lot of those external factors. So it's okay... I guess it's like, you know, it's okay to not be okay. So it's okay to not crave happiness. The, the
1: pursuit of happiness yeah. or the craving for happiness creates unhappiness. Does that make sense? Correct. Because it's a craving, Yeah. correct? Yep. So that's what I tell people to do is sweep the craving away for yep. happiness. So my craving to be happy is gone. My craving for my family mm-hmm. to be happy is gone. My craving for my wife to be happy <laughs> is gone. So as you sweep that away, you stop chasing happiness yeah. And the title says Stop Craving Happiness and essentially just be, you know. So yep. the pursuit of happiness mm. creates more unhappiness, yep. if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Now, w- one thing I'm really, really keen to to discuss as well, I guess one of the external factors, because for a lot of people that listen to this podcast are on social media quite heavily, you know, averages an hour and a half a d- day. It's continually to grow each day. Are we allowing social media to dictate our happiness and and our i guess external cravings
1: well there's the, the social media is another external force that mm. di- uh, dictates our happiness it, it could be uh, social media it could be the workplace it could be a family you know if someone's sick uh, you know it, it 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 impacts on your mm. internal so uh, you you need to concentrate on your inner self mm. in 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 some way and look after that uh and and you know what I realize over my career is, um, we we keep chasing a lot of external things, mm. uh, and we keep chasing those external things in the promise that that it'll make us happier. But you know, in essentially, we don't focus on the inner side. You know, so I talk in the book about the ego self and the inner self, and the inner self is where peace and contentment sits. And we don't focus on the inner self enough. Mm. In, in in uh, you know being a corporate guy you know you chase career and all those sort of things we haven't focused on the inner self and I think uh, if we we focus on that uh, more that's where peace and contentment sits Mm -hmm. and and you can be successful uh, and be peaceful and contented is
0: it okay I guess to want something like that bigger house the new car the job
1: like is that okay well I, so in in the book I talk about the difference between a goal. So, so someone says, does that mean you don't have any goals because that's cravings. Mm. Now if you tie your happiness to a goal, that's a craving. Yeah. So I won't be happy until I get this new house. Yeah. all right. So I delay my mm. happiness until I achieve something on the external. And, uh, but, but if you if you don't attach your happiness to it and you just have an intention, you know what? I'll have a new house one day. Mm. I'm happy today and if I get the new house I'll be equally yep. as happy. So there's no change in the happiness. And and the the issue is that Josh we've been taught as kids to achieve. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yep. we 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 climb out the mountain climb up the mountain to to get to the peak and we achieve something. Now how, how long does that happiness last for when you achieve something?
0: It's a short Short-term fix. So, I, uh, so
1: what do you do next? Go and find go go another and go, mountain.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, exactly right. And that's the thing. It's like you know, it's like Mount Everest. Once you reach the peak, it's yeah. like, well, all right.
1: What's what's next? There's nothing Ex- next. So you go and climb another mountain. Yeah. And you know what? You do that yeah. for the rest of your life, yeah. and you never reach the top where you just say, "I'm actually peaceful." Mm. Now, if if I can show you how to be peaceful and contented as you climb the mountain and be in the now. Mm-hmm and so it doesn't matter if you're nine 10 out of 10 happy along the way and you're 10 out of 10 at the top of the mountain why, why does it matter
0: i think that's really good advice yeah. that you're you're giving as well even like, i guess with my background bit with the sports background that i have is that for a lot of athletes you know that is climbing that mountain to reach the top and then okay i've reached the top and for a sportsman there's there's no further going up like you've hit the top so mm. With you talking about there, you're being content. You know, being enjoying the process. I think yeah. that's something that everyone can learn from.
1: Yeah. So when you turn off the, uh, the mental, uh, anguish and turbulence and stress and mm-hmm. worry about that, yeah. Then that's when you can actually enjoy where you are, whatever you're doing at that time, and be satisfied and contented. Running out of
0: time, so I want to get get out one last question. Um, would you give different advice to a student or a graduate who is craving happiness to someone maybe in their fifties and sixties, like, or is it a one-stop shop?
1: I, I think, um, I think it doesn't matter where you're in your life. Sure. You're you you you're constant. You know, wanting to be mm-hmm. peaceful and contented. I think yeah. everybody wants to be contented. Yep. Uh, and if you can be contented at eighteen or or 60 why, why does it matter do you actually have to suffer for 50 years to discover that actually happiness was actually within you mm. and not somewhere outside is, is it
0: is it hard for like something with, when with your, with your children do they know what happiness is i,
1: I think it's it's just really uh, some techniques to cope with life sure uh, and and really that's all about yeah uh, and and you know not all like my kids use the technique yeah uh, some do, and that's okay, you know. And um, and if you can actually use it and deal with life with mm. all the challenges, and this, and you are actually peaceful and contented mm. going through life, and all the the challenges of career and so on, well, why wouldn't you? Exactly. Yeah,
0: I feel like we can be talking about this forever. I've got many more questions, but we've reached the time
1: now. How can people find your book? Well, the books on um, Amazon and Booktobia, so you, you can search that. It's online. Uh, and all the, as I said, all the proceeds go to RUAK uh, and okay Rotary. So thank you for your time, John. No, Shed thank you. Soon. And you've
0: also you also wrote another book as well, haven't you?
1: Well, uh, it, it's a, actually a management book. Yeah. It's called uh, Band the Performance Appraisal, and and fundamentally, it's all about uh, the way we manage people. Mm-hmm. Uh, fundamentally, we manage people based on an American system, and it's all about. Um, individual performance and and uh, the book talks about really re-looking at the whole thing getting back to basic management yep. and be closer to the, your people and rewarding people for team performance rather than individual performance but that's a different topic that's a different topic
0: <laughs> and hopefully we can get you back in to go- discuss that yeah. but Iggy, thank you so much for your time really appreciate all it right.
1: thank you john all the best
0: thank you for downloading today's podcast Did you know that UWA has alumni networks in Perth, Albany, Canberra, New York, United Kingdom, Hong Kong, Malaysia and Singapore? You can become an active alumni member and stay connected to your UWA community by visiting the alumni website today.